0: Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. The gang is back together. Woody Womack joined uh, from Miami by Rob Casty. Rob, how's it going? It's going, man. And apropos of nothing, I just want to make it clear that if anybody from Disney
1: is listening to this podcast, and I am available to revoice March of the Penguins. Uh, I know a lot about penguins. I feel like I could do a, a great job.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember what my mom calls penguins. I think it's penguin or something like that. <laughs> so she's not available for that gig. And uh Joining us from uh, Austin, Texas, Nick Kruger. Nick, how's it going?
2: And that, now that you, uh, now that Rob made the uh, March of the Penguins reference, I'm looking up because I know I just saw Morgan Freeman is now like, uh, hold on a second. He's like voicing over like the safety, the
0: safety. Oh, something tells me he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was the city of Vancouver, like public transit. Oh, the
2: Vancouver. That's right.
0: That's, there it is. That's probably canceled. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably not on the radar, but we don't have to get into that uh, topic. So anyway, we are all at our respective homes as the Rivals Camp Series regional tour is wrapped up. We're all looking forward to a lovely Memorial Day weekend. I got a lot of yard work I'm going to be doing around here, so it's very exciting. we're going to go see the the Marlins lay down on the baseball field. That's going to be a good time. Oh, you're ending the boycott. I thought we were all boycotting.
1: Well, I mean, they're just so bad and the tickets are so cheap and my friend Eric's in town and it's like, you know, what else are we going to do? Go out there and make fun of the Marlins and they're playing the Nats. They get to see Bryce Harper, who I enjoy. Are
0: they so bad? Are they the worst team in the league?
1: No, 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 no. The Royals are, are very, very bad. So are the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Through 40
2: games, the Marlins or however many games they played, they they were off off to a better start than they were the year before. Actually, yeah,
0: they're only seven games behind the Mets per the standings. Rob, yeah, the so. Mets are a disaster too. So, <laughs> it looks like the it looks like the Reds have a worse record. The Royals, and the White Sox, and the Royals and the Orioles, which yeah. so. What happened? All right. I don't want to talk. Baseball's
1: back, Miami. Yeah.
0: I hate baseball.
1: (laughs) The best part part about how they're advertising the Marlins this year because they stripped away all the talent is the billboards and like the sides of buses down here are all like, come see these marquee matchups. And it's like the Mets and, you know, all the like the Cubs and these national fan bases where it's essentially like, come watch us lose to real baseball teams, which I respect as a marketing ploy, you know?
2: Well, that's been the Orlando Magic's gimmick for years now. So that's just that's just all part of
0: being a Florida sports franchise fan. You guys can trust the process. As uh, Rob is a somehow a secondary fan of the Marlins, his I'm not really division. a fan.
1: It's just they're <laughs> just here. There's a baseball stadium three miles away from my house. I'm going to go to it. I mean, it could be you and your family mispronouncing words in a baseball stadium three three miles away, and I would go. Well,
0: you could understand them uh, per your. Uh, for your uh, family heritage, I don't think you'd have no problem understanding my mom, uh, with who she, she's talking about. So anyway, let's move on. I don't want to talk about boring baseball. Uh, we want to remind everyone, leave us a review on iTunes, tweeted us, share with a friend last week, Nick and I produced an iTunes only exclusive episode, uh, which, uh, I don't know if anybody listened to or not. I didn't check the numbers. We had, we had all types of internet problems. Uh, so anyway, we apologize for the delay. We know we're... we're for, the, for
2: those of you who haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's a special a twofer
1: this week for you. And it wasn't on the website. So you guys could have said all sorts of curse words and nobody would ever know.
0: Mm. Okay, well, now they now they will because they're listening to this episode. I just... it We took so long to do it and I took so long to post it because I couldn't get the internet to work in the hotel room that we just went ahead and put it on iTunes. So... Anyway, moving on, uh, let's jump into the topics. Relatively slow news week. I know that's surprising to everybody here is it's the uh, doldrums. But we did – we were blessed with some news courtesy of Will Muschamp and our old friend Corey Johnson, who I believe works at Stevenson. I'm not really sure he handles the recruiting for the players there. So this story from USA Today Sports, Cam Smith, um – Trey Wilkins, who is a three-star linebacker, uh, committed to South Carolina, was committed for a month. And then it turned out, okay, he's never actually been committed. He publicly announced. Uh, and then, you know, Corey came out, did an interview, said he never, you know, heard much from from Will Muschamp and his staff. Uh, and, and Johnson went on the radio, did an interview. And then uh, – <laughs> He went on the radio and said he'd been banned, basically. Um, and and then Corey tweeted in a deleted tweet now, I've been advised, Stevenson is a public school in South Carolina, is always welcome to visit. So we're back and forth here. We've seen this how many times? I don't know. We saw Bobby Petrino, I think, get banned from the entire state of South, Car- South Carolina at one point after not taking a kid's commitment. R- Rob, you, you, you were like, you know, who cares about this story? But um, wh- what's your take? I mean... It, personally, I think, you know, I don't blame the kid in this situation. If I'm told I have an offer, I assume I can commit in at any time. Unfortunately, we see every year kids learn the hard way that that's not how it works. No, I get it. I mean, I understand the
1: beef. I just, the theatrics of it are what annoy me. If Miss Trump shows up at the front door of the school, they're not going to call the police and tell him he can't come in. They'll sit down and they'll talk about it. He's not banned from anywhere. That's, you know, it's just it's theatrics. And I understand recruiting is all theatrics, but sometimes it just gets tiring. Um, but no, the beef is legitimate, I, I guess. I mean, it's everybody knows the stakes in these situations. And I feel like we go over this too much. It's it's an industry predicated on a fake commodity. And that's what a verbal commitment is. It's not a real commodity. It's not a real thing. It's uh, basically the whim of a teenager. <laughs> uh and the other side of that is also true you know you can't accept a a commitment really until signing day uh, because these coaches drop people so i think everybody knows the stakes i think that the kids gripe is is legitimate but are we really pretending to ban a head coach from high school that's just as real as the janitor stuff that we talk about every week
0: yeah Uh, nick we have have we had any bannings in texas since you've been analyst down there uh just me oh you've been banned who banned you i uh, kid uh, actually, i got banned from a school in atlanta by a parent <laughs> wasn't even, that I'd never yeah, even met before. yeah. don't rob show got, your face around here <laughs> rob got banned to a school he'd never been to yeah uh, funny funny enough that player currently plays for south carolina Rob, so and the, i
1: think i was banned because i listed him as one inch tall, one inch shorter than his given height in, in an article or something that's what happened
0: no, you just mentioned his height. You didn't list him as. That's what it was. Like, yeah, I mentioned like, that he was like five eleven or something. You just mentioned it in the story. So, anyway, South Carolina has consistently recruited Stevenson over the years. A lot of lot of players uh, from Stevenson ended up there at South Carolina, and I would be shocked if uh, any type of ban held up like that. I just personally, it's so much easier to to get microphones in front of people, and now you've got people like, you know, Corey, who maybe says a lot of things to, to, to me or Chad or somebody else. Uh, and then when it's put on the record and put out there on the radio or something like that, it could come across a long way. So uh, anyway, we'll move on. We'll make that a quick topic. Um, now, this one I did like. How about this, Rob? No, I don't know. We didn't talk about this. Did you see Miami's tight end coach Todd Hartley set off a little bit of a Twitter firestorm? I, screen should, screen. Yeah, I sure did. I did. I ever he, he was blaming everybody but the problem. You know. Okay. So here's what here's what our boy Coach Hartley says. Commit. Announce a new top twelve. Decommit. List final five official visits. Tweet always open to new schools. Announce final eight schools that will get camp visits. Narrow down to two. Have commitment ceremony with five hats. Commit. Sign on signing day with somewhere else. Hashtag respect my decision. All right. so this gets one thousand seventy seven retweets, thirty nine hundred likes to date. But I saw a lot of recruits really taking exception with this, and if you go and look at the mentions, there's a lot of uh, infighting. The one, the one response that really got me uh, was from a three star. Let me, let me, because this kind of goes to what we were just talking about. Um, because he's he's essentially saying, oh, these kids, you know. So, so Matteo Soli, who's a, who's a three sport athlete. I'm not really sure what, uh, what looks like he's got a picture from rivals. I'll have to look him up. He says, but nothing is said when colleges offer non-committable offers and when colleges pull scholarships and give them to players they feel are better. It makes no sense to complain when colleges create this problem for themselves by doing exactly this. 100 emoji. Hashtag respect that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no cap there. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a no cap situation. Is that the best possible response, right? I really, I was impressed with that. Yeah, it's
1: extremely nuanced and I think insightful, especially for a teenager.
0: So uh, how does this fit in with what we just talked about? I mean, <laughs> uh, personally, what is the upside for for Coach Hartley to tweet this? I just think Every time it comes off as just looking bitter, right? I mean, you're especially at Miami. He was recruiting very well. Or I don't know what what spurred this. It's obviously it is a pain. That's what, what it was on the covered. heels of that Rento Brown decommitment that <laughs> where oh.
1: friend of the show put up a friend of the show put up a story that said <laughs> Brown solid in decision to Miami, and then two minutes after that story went
0: up, the kid decommitted from Miami. <laughs> That's right, and then they tweeted this, so that's what it was Miami was he is he a four star? Yeah, yeah, so they lost a four star commitment, and then he and then he tweeted this, and then that led to this so now, do I think someone would not go to Miami because of this? Probably not, but i I just I don't get it uh Nick, you've been dealing with all types of this situations. Texas is becoming the new Florida in terms of guys committing three or four times or committing to a school and decommitting and I can think of a couple of players in this year's class that are on their third or fourth commitments. Mm. What say you? I mean, it did sound kind of like
2: a jealous ex, uh, jealous ex boyfriend type tweet or something like that on it, on the coach's end. Uh, also, Matteo Soli, uh, the subject of a uh, very, very well done video feature by yours truly Uh, in recent recent memory uh so go back on rivals and take a look for for that on his profile um you know i think uh i i don't know if i take more issue with that or if i do with a certain head coach in my state like retweeting pictures of uncommitted prospects proms uh celebrations and things like that hold on who's doing that um your favorite coach uh one of them anyway
1: (laughs) the one the one in austin yeah <laughs> well, I mean, way to go! I mean, he, I guess retweeting prom pictures is the new wearing a grill.
0: Mm. Well, there there's a lot of liking pictures like that, which I see pop through my feed. But yeah, retweeting is interesting. uh It's an interesting but back to, uh, back to the, the, the thing at hand that
1: isn't prom. The reason that all of this happens, and it's not going to be fixed anytime soon, is it ties back into what we were talking about earlier. Like you said, is it's where we're dealing with a fake commodity here. It's like you know, it's like what. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the money in the office? Shroot bucks. It's it's like dealing in shroot bucks. It's it's not real. It doesn't mean anything. A verbal, it's, it's not quantifiable. You know, you can ask a recruit. I mean, a recruit can tell a coaching staff, yeah, I'm committed to you. Uh, and then three minutes later, tell, I mean, he can commit to six schools. That's it. That happened. That happened with our boy King Kongbo years ago. And because it's just empty words. And as long as that's happening, then this is going to happen. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's, I guess, a reality of the situation, whether you like it or you're not, that's
0: just, I mean, that's the root cause here. Our our basketball analyst, Eric Bossy, actually retweeted it with the commentary. And you will keep recruiting them every step of the way. If you stop recruiting guys when they commit elsewhere or don't put up with this from any prospects, then it's a warranted rant. Hashtag football coach Twitter, which which made me laugh. (laughs) I would really like
1: to when they have Bossy on the show. And I'd like to have a, because I've covered basketball, you've covered basketball, I think all of us have. I would like to have an in-depth conversation on why football coaches and, and like football coach culture is so much different than basketball and like basketball coach culture. You don't see a lot of this janitor rah-rah stuff over there on the other side and all this fake posturing for other coaches to see. Uh, it, it seems, I don't know where the divide is, but it's very, it's two very different worlds.
0: Yeah. It would, it would be worth, I think checking in with uh, boss dog on that one. maybe, you know, if he, one of these 500 times he comes to Atlanta, if we actually hang out, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe then we'll have him on. So the, the big story of the week and seems to be taking over right now is all these uh, transfers, of five-star quarterbacks. This week sp- spurring the commentary was Hunter Johnson, former five-star uh, at Clemson, he only made it one year. And he's out, we call it the Trevor Lawrence effect. Three quarterbacks have transferred from Clemson since uh- po- the pony as we call him the unicorn, whatever you want to call him has arrived the great I have pronounced him the greatest football player of all times and uh guess what he's well on his way rob what do you what do you think since you you enjoy mocking me for that? what do you think of the waste that Trevor has laid so far in but just? Not- I mock you because of
1: just the grandiose of the statement. You know, I, I think Trevor is very good. I think that he should be fitted for an NFL Hall of Fame jacket <laughs> right now. Um, but no, I, I don't know. What do I make of the? Is the question? What do I make of like the larger theme of five stars transferring or Trevor Lawrence throwing people over the top rope like it's the Royal Rumble? Yeah, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence Royal Rumble and then we'll tie it into the other stuff. Well, I think we all kind of knew it was coming. The only debate that we ever had on this show that I can recall about this was. Does Dabo have the cojones to go away from a proven winner uh, in Kelly Bryant, even if Trevor Lawrence is clearly better in fall camp, to start somebody because it really puts your neck out there if it fails? You know, I mean, Clemson—they made the playoff last year, correct, and lost the—is that—is that that right? They lost the playoff to Alabama because mainly because of Bryant having some issues. If If a quarterback leads you to the playoff, he pretty much most cases has, and then returns, has his spot settled. I guess when Trevor Lawrence comes in as good as he is, that's up for debate. I kind of expected all these other guys to transfer. Now you've seen rumors about Bryant now, and that would be
0: the interesting one to me. Well, I think Diabo came out sometime in the last 24 hours and said, Kelly Bryant is our starter going into fall camp, <laughs> which I, I found that pretty interesting. Um, I personally think – and this is the feeling I got from some players I talked to. We did a, a, a lightly read a spring football survey at one of the camps. And a lot of them said, I think Trevor will be the guy by week three or four. Uh, and I could see that. You look at their schedule. They play Texas A&M see, week two. that doesn't
1: make any sense to me though. I mean what would have to happen? He would have to lose a game or, or play terribly. Well, no. Like you, you don't just you make saying? a change in the middle of the
0: season for the sake of making a change.
1: Well, either Deshaun he's going to start the
0: season, or he's, or or, or Bryant's going to have to screw up. I think. Well, Deshaun Watson didn't start this. His freshman season started as the backup. They essentially he worked in at the end of games. It was so good that that uh, he eventually took over. So I think that's what you would see. I don't think it has to be a loss. I just think it has to be Bryant. There's going to be a short hook if if indeed he leaves fall camp as the starter. I just. I think Trevor's too good to keep off the field, and they've got too many weapons in the passing game. And we've seen Bryant struggle at times there. That's what hurt him in the Alabama game. So I don't know. Well, I mean, he is the greatest football player of
1: all time, and when you have him on your roster, I mean, you got yeah, I, I want to I know two
2: things. I want to know a. I want to know what Dabo's sales pitch is going to be going forward to future quarterbacks who are considering Clemson, and as to like why they should come there after uh after lawrence has already pushed out how how many other guys did you say three so far
0: three three so far yeah
2: and then i also want to know the quarterback that
0: says yeah he ain't that good i can go in there and beat him well i don't think anyone says they have a four-star committed now i don't want to try to say his name because it's very hard to say but think of, you know my pitch would be trevor's going to be gone and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two years after you get here, you know? You, you would be coming in here as your redshirt sophomore season, have a chance to be the starter. That's what would be my pitch. I mean, yeah, I think – I mean, there's not a ton of Trevors, you
1: know? Like, they're good quarterbacks and all, but, I mean, it's not like – you know, it's not like there's one of these guys in every yeah, class.
2: I, I, how, I, many, yeah. how many, high end quarterbacks do you guys talk to when they're recruiting about, you know, looking forward to taking a, a redshirt season when they got options on the table elsewhere?
1: Well, nobody yeah. seems to care anymore. Like at Justin Fields. Like he, a guy just almost won the national
0: championship there as a freshman at Georgia. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> it just goes there anyway. Well, yeah. Trevor is a great example himself. I mean, you know, Hunter Johnson, uh was a five-star sign the year before had a year head start and trevor just came in and said nah i'll be taking that job please thank you uh, <laughs> see you later He's
2: got people like you calling him the you know football jesus as it was
0: yeah well guess guess what we've had a lot of five-star quarterbacks in 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 our days but you know i think you and i uh, all three of you or all two of us all three of you guys <laughs> would agree we don't always feel great about them right I mean, Rob was never a big Shea Patterson fan. I had my concerns about Jacob Eason. I, I had my concerns about Jake Fromm. I didn't like Tua. You know what I mean? And Nick, I don't know who you didn't like. I can't remember. But uh, All of them. <laughs> yeah, Dick hated every one of them. But the, <laughs> there, there are a few that we have str- strong, strong feelings about. The strongest feelings I've had would be Watson, by far, and then Trevor. Uh, so... Great job by Clemson following my advice and recruiting those players. Uh, so anyway, the, the overall, the overarching thing is we saw one time friend of the show, Paul Meyerberg, who also works for USA today, tweet out about all these quarterbacks who have transferred and it's kind of set off the college football world. Oh, you know, why are all these guys transferring five of the eight quarterbacks, according to 24 sevens rankings, uh, which there's his first problem, you know, um, He also listed Davis Mills as David Mills. Um, He says only three of them, only three of the eight, have stuck around. But and and Rob and I were on a text thread with uh, with one of our pals talking about this earlier. The bottom line is, okay, Hunter Johnson got pushed out by a five star. Shea, Shea Patterson chose to leave. He could have stayed at Ole Miss. He was the starter. He didn't lose his job. Jacob Eason got beat out by a five star. Kyler Murray chose to leave. Blake Barnett got beat out by Jalen Hurts and has has really been the biggest bust out of the group. Um, but uh, this whole thing to think that this is like some type of epidemic, like what is it? You know, by the way, Blake Barnett wasn't a five star in our rankings either. But do, do you guys consider? I I'm all for people transferring. I don't care. Uh, go go. So you have a limited time to play football in college and beyond. Go somewhere where you can get a chance to play. As long as you're in good academic standing, I think you should be able to leave. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, I'm with you, man. I don't. I've never cared about where
1: people train. I don't know why this is a problem that needs fixing. Who decided this was a problem that needs fixing?
0: I don't know. I guess Stuart. I Randall? think the coach
2: over in Miami probably had something to say about
0: <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, our boy Todd Hartley's probably not too happy about well, it. Also, I mean,
1: <laughs> who are they trying to blame? I, I guess I don't really understand who who they're trying to make it fault here. I. Well, Nick Saban blamed you for ranking the kids too high, remember? Well, you know, maybe these kids, you know, what if one of them went to Iowa State? You think they'd have to transfer out? <laughs> I mean, maybe stop going to the same eight schools uh, and competing against other highly ranked players that are very good. If two five-stars are at a school, it's either, oh, you know, the incumbent transferred out because he got beat out or this guy busted because he can never, never be the starter. He got one year to be a starter. But one of the other. One of those two things have to be true uh so point i i agree with rob on that one
0: well yeah rob makes a great point they're all going to the same programs like so yeah i guess this this is the thing. only one quarterback can play at a time
1: if i'm um, nebraska or purdue or somebody that doesn't get a five-star quarterback all the time i'm hoarding all of this data that comes out and using it to my advantage with these quarterbacks look at how many of these guys transferred you come to nebraska you don't
0: have to go against five stars yeah well, not, don't tell that to the Nebraska fans. Yeah, not till, not till Scott Frost takes, gets a uh, science five-star five-stars this year. Well, Frost. he doesn't need a five-star because he, like Trevor Lawrence, is the greatest coach in the history of college football. <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. There you go. Tie it all together. So we're not worried about transfers. Yeah, Transfers can uh, – we're, we're – we're get on our lawn. We, don't, we like people on our lawn, not off our lawn when it comes to transfer stories. All right, time to move on. We are having a rapid fire. I, I do have officially have a stomach ache now as we're recording this. So, uh, Rants and Recommendations, we're going quick. This is a lightning fast episode. Rob, I know you got the leaf blower, but uh, you're on board for, for the rant this week.
1: It's not so much a rant as just disappointment. And I'll preface this by saying, I understand that the show 13 Reasons Why is not objectively good. I understand that the first season was not objectively good uh it was at least enjoyable and there are lots of things that are enjoyable that are not objectively good the second season of this is almost unwatchable it's clear that they just didn't have anything but that they still had to make a show so they just were like okay what's the, like the most topical dark things uh in the media right now and we'll just throw them all into the show uh, and hope for the best and it's well, just really bad man I, I i somehow made it through i i would not recommend other people trying to do the same
2: Maybe maybe it's a long con into after after you get done watching the second season you become the subject of season 3 you become so <laughs> depressed <laughs> they're mounting the cameras in your house right now you guys, and you're you writing us you are reading
1: myself. my t- reading my
0: tapes on the podcast yeah that would be good oh yeah think about that rob uh uh so what do you think about killing yourself rob <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying ta- I'm not advocating for that I'm just saying you know don't don't uh don't you know, do that without considering our content purposes like Hannah did.
1: Yeah. Well, Um, if it's not, if it's, you know, if it's, it's not going to be 13 reasons why that drives you there, it's going to be twitter.com that puts me
0: me on the edge. We should mention that you are also not anywhere near the demographic for 13 reasons why, right? Yeah, but I wasn't near the demographic for the first one and I enjoyed it. The show is definitely not for me.
1: I don't think, um, it was not made for me, but I found a way to enjoy it. I thought – you know, I, I looked forward to the next episode when I was binge watching through the first season, which there's something to be said for that even if it's objectively bad. This one, it was like I watched it the way I watched Dexter where it was like I cannot believe I am watching another episode of this crap. But yet I continued to do it and I just got more and more angry. You know how you hate follow some people on Twitter? You might not. I right, do. You do. I know how you do. That's for sure. Yeah. And I just complain about it. When I have the power to stop it, I can just unfollow these people or stop watching. I – for whatever reason that's the way i watched dexter and that's the reason i watched 13 reasons
0: why okay well let's get it straight the early seasons of dexter were good you you are you are left with the memories of the late seasons which were horrible uh, cuz you wrote it all the way out to the end correct i i don't know how i did it you want to talk about a great
1: story of perseverance for football coach twitter the fact that i finished dexter should be <laughs> you know we could talk about that one. they should write folk songs about that
0: well i as someone who watches every major teen drama possible dating back to the OC. I can tell you that, uh, no, I haven't seen season two, how heavily involved are the parents in season two of 13 reasons why? Not as involved. Okay. So the number one mistake these shows make, and we're talking gossip girl, the OC Riverdale, which is currently in its horrible season two, they take season two and decide, yeah, we need to show the parents more. No, nobody well, wants to Well, you know, now s- that you mention it, there is a lot because of the trial, there is a lot of parent involvement. Right. Nobody wants to see the stupid parents ever. They're old and boring, a la us. Okay. Nobody wants to see them. Do not focus on the parents. I don't care if the one dad hooked up with the one mom and now the kids are going to find out. It's stupid. Okay. That's the that's the biggest issue Go, dating back to Sandy Cohen on the OC. Oh, the mom on Gossip Girl. Oh, this is their illegitimate brother. Oh, there's a child who was adopted who was given up for adoption, and it was this was the dad and this was the mom. No, it, please. Okay, so the other problem is thirteen reasons why it should have been one season. Okay, now if it had only been the one season, Rob's personal friend would not have gotten the role on Riverdale. Uh, that's true. By the way, so. You know, we want to create more jobs, but they do so well that you have to do another season. Same with Pretty Little Liars. How's How's Milton doing over there on Riverdale? I don't watch the show. Is he is he, is he holding holding down for me over there? Well, you know, he, he, I I can't remember. I think he allegedly shot someone in the- in a couple episodes ago, but he it wasn't him. It was someone else and. Huh, you know, he's he doesn't, there's not a lot of depth to his character, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not a lot of depth to Charles either. He's a good guy, his mom has made me a girl's in the past, but he's <laughs> not a lot behind those eyes. He won't dispute that, right? He's a pretty face. So, uh, anyway, you're having to do that many episodes kills it. Riverdale should not have to be 25 episodes. The same goes for you know, Gossip Girl, and the same goes for Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars was run into the ground. Because they needed twenty five episodes a season, and even I don't know how many was thirteen reasons why was it another thirteen
1: yes, thirteen it was thirteen yeah.
0: yeah, so it's too many. they shouldn't have done their second season, and if they they did, they should have just done like an anthology series where they figured something else out um so I mean look at uh what was the what was the other what was the other show Orange is the new black I mean. That show became horrible. The you know show it. has become horrible is Silicon Valley. Yeah, I do not say it.
1: that. It's, watch this, it's Entourage. This, hey, Woody, there's a problem with the company. Oh, we fixed the problem. Everything's okay. Hey, there's another problem. We're not going to make it. Oh, we fixed the problem. Everything's good. Hey, there's another thing going wrong here. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's a, it yeah. is pretty little liars. It's Entourage. It's, it's really bad. Are you? You so you've watched all this latest season? Uh, no? I quit. I quit last season when I got when I, on the second season of the same exact thing over and over and over again. It's like uh, one of these kids shows where it's just like change the name,
0: uh, same thing over. Let's it just <laughs> it's a formula. It's, it's right. I think they broke out of it a little bit this season. I know what you're talking about. That was a that was a complaint. Sometimes you like to be in the universe though, so you'll take it right. No, I mean, like I said, i've watched
1: plenty of terrible shows i'm not saying i'm above watching a bad television show, but man it's
0: that one it just i I had to give up okay, so <laughs> you watched the what did we decide the documentary was called Nick
2: uh, Evil Genius you
0: watched Evil Genius, right, Rob, which also got worse as it went on, but yeah, I did watch it okay, so I need to watch it so we can talk about it next week because we have nothing to talk about i haven't had a chance. I've been trying to catch up with the Americans as we're here in the final season, speaking of good show. Um, but uh, anyway, let's check the old iTunes reviews and see how we're doing. We are currently running a contest for Win Rob's garbage. Oh, I forgot I also, the cotton ball bag. Yeah. I also might have some garbage up for grabs uh, as I'm currently in the process of cleaning up my office. <laughs> that was an Eminem reference. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we are still <laughs> i really cracked myself up at that one I, hope did we get any, I haven't been on the show in a while did we get any we have any uh we contenders? Have, no we do not have any contenders uh, <laughs> nobody wants my se- junk yeah we we're stuck at 78 uh well nick might be interested in your junk but i don't know about anybody else um we we're stuck at 78 we need 22 more so we are having a contest leave a good review Get Rob's cotton bolt junk, or maybe, I don't know. I think I have SEC related junk in my house. The cotton
1: bolt junk is a really nice suit bag, and it's never been used. and It's still in the plastic. And because, you know, how many times have you
0: ever seen me in a suit? Well, let I me. Mean, yeah. Knowing the state of your clothes when we get to a city, uh, I can imagine you haven't used that suit bag. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Speaking of which, how about this for a tip? everybody laughs at woody for having his big giant suitcase and this weekend nobody was prepared for the rain except for me who had three kind of three raincoats was able to give one to nick save him from being rained on come on take that for data nick how happy were you to put on that put on that nice 2x coat and just let it drape over you like an oversized poncho it
2: was pretty nice. There were there were a lot of strange orange spots on it, though, that I wasn't too crazy about. It's probably oh, guard, that's, that's,
0: gardening debris. No, it's probably sunscreen. If I had to guess. Uh, oh, that was a reference to the basketball. Oh, oh it's, <laughs> that's right. So, Rob, I put I put I forgot about that. I put a basketball into my suitcase because we were supposed to play a game with the NCSA people who had just been talking, talking, talking about how they were going to beat us in basketball. You guys are fat loser sports writers. We're athletes. We're scholarship athletes. You can't beat us at basketball. Guess what? They couldn't get a team together. So they didn't play. I hauled the basketball 2,000 miles or however round trip. And in my bag, the ball rolled around and got like orange dust because it's an older ball that had been in my garage for a while and uh, we because we recently switched balls because one of them had a leak in it. And it got orange over all of my clothes, and I was so mad. Nick can tell you how mad I was when I opened the suitcase and had orange stuff over all my clothes. I really wanted to cry. So bottom line is if you want to play us in basketball – Show us. Play us. yeah, yeah. Talk, is, talk is cheap.
2: Big shout to the 15-year-old kids or whatever the, <laughs> that we ended up playing against yeah. instead.
0: We did play against four 15-year-olds, me, Nick, Corey Gibson, and we picked up an eight-year-old, Rob. An eight-year-old off the street. <laughs> Hold on. Where was it? Was this like at a park or at the hotel? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We needed four on four. A little kid asked if we could play. We said, we we, we made, I made him shoot once. We realized, okay, we can work with this.
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you made the eight-year-old try out for your team who, oh yeah. yeah
2: well he i mean i mean he was just hanging around he you could tell he wanted to play so bad and then finally you know we let him in but i'll tell Everybody you what nobody would scream
0: at him for making a bad play <laughs> no no he was he was okay he was good it, it got a little tight in the second game it got, I got i think they got it within like three at one point and i said at which point i said all right we got to cut him out of the offense <laughs> uh, Sorry, Keaton, you're out. Give me the rock. Let me score. Uh, So, yeah, Nick Nick had a great game defensively. Gives us an which is which is why we need Nick to play uh, when we finally do have this showdown with uh, the NCSA people. So, stay tuned for that uh, outside the lines uh, story. Happen in Atlanta, right? That's going to be the venue. Yeah, that's that's the talk. I mean, we'll definitely be playing in Atlanta. So if you're a, a listener of the show and lives in Atlanta, want to join us to play basketball, <laughs> come on down. I'm free. Leave us an iTunes review. <laughs> yeah, some Georgia fan is going to show up and I'll elbow you in the eye. Well, I don't think I think uh, we know what happens. Nick can tell you there's always retaliation when somebody tries to bang on me. Um, so anyway, that wraps it up. A very short, very quick. Relatively boring episode. Uh,
2: listen to the last week's one.
0: Yeah, we had a nice one last week, and it's not—it's kind of evergreen. I don't think. Let's see how many people listen to it. Uh, yeah, just about a hundred people less than our normal. Audience. <laughs> oh,
1: I thought you were going to see a hundred total. <laughs> it's like, oh
0: no, uh, no, not a hundred total. De- decent, decent, decent listening group, but uh, there could be more. So go check it out. I think Nick and I were doing it live, and we're going to try to do that more. I'll write it, and we'll do it live um going, when we're together so the next time we're together rob that'll be you and i correct in and- tallahassee right or are you coming you're not coming to tallahassee and i guess it would be you and i in bradenton yes tallahassee's tvd but i it's looking less and less likely considering how lazy i am so uh, that wraps it up please leave us a review on itunes please tell a friend we'll be back with another episode next week